Hello, everybody, and welcome back once again to Subs Lie, Dubs Lie, a comprehensive anime podcast. It's your host here, Jay, aka Versace Vegeta, and I am here with none other than my dog, Brother D. How are you doing, bro? Yo, what's going on, people? It's your boy, Brother D, and I'm back at it again. Just another week giving y'all greatness. What's going on, Brother Jay? Man, right. We're so glad to be right back with you. You know what I'm saying? We have just gone so far into the lore of the Saiyans in just these first few episodes, man. And, and it's been so, so fun being able to break all this down for y'all. I got to say, I know with myself and D, we wind up just going into so much about the Saiyans and going into researching so much lore that, you know, you would think between the both of us, we would have this all in the encyclopedia in our heads. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. But man, I I will say like just uh, being able to dig into maybe some places where I wasn't so uh, knowledgeable or finding out just different um, backgrounds on their writing and their creation has just been so great. And I know we're only halfway through the season, but damn, this has been so amazing getting into these things with your brother. Yo, bro, tell me about it, fam. It's it's taking me back, like taking me back, like even just like going through the Goku episode is like, damn, like you, like you, you, like you already know about your favorite character and like yeah. all the things he's done, but just going through it, like, it means much more when you really like touch into like all the nitty details about all the feats and the accomplishments. Like it's, it's for the most part, man, I'm enjoying the hell out of doing this. And man, not only has it been a joy for the both of us to do it, but it's been a joy just getting the feedback from people and and seeing what other people think about what we're doing with getting all this out. You know, I know the both of us, we've heard from people who maybe hadn't watched Dragon Ball in forever. And they're getting into digging into this stuff because of the information that we're putting out to out there just through us chronologically visiting the science history. So that's that's so dope, man. That is so dope. It is. I I, I wouldn't even imagine like the amount of people that tell me like, yo, I'm going back to to Dragon Ball because you guys were talking about it. And especially like the whole I'm going to go listen to the dub version and uh, the sub version or sound like, wow. I never knew like we could be so persuasive. <laughs> Not yeah. a matter of like, you know what I'm saying? Cause back then, you know what I'm saying? People were so hell to people that I knew back then, like, you know, they were just hell bent on just sticking with one version. You know what I'm saying? So for people to like try out or just check in, you know, see the differences and it's just, it's it's beautiful. Especially yeah. now that we're older. Right. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, because it's just natural that as you get older, you want to stick with what's always made you happy. So to all of you that have reached out to us and let us know how we've uh, re-sparked your Dragon Ball, uh, that fire for Dragon Ball, uh, trust us. We, we absolutely love y'all too, man. <laughs> we, we're so glad to be able to bring this to y'all. Yeah, man. Well, with that being said, my boy D, how have you been? man? How's the past week been for you? Yo, week's been pretty damn good. I cannot lie, man. Uh, what what can I possibly say that I haven't said before? Just enjoyable, been peaceful, been at peace, man. This is a short ass month. We all know that. Yeah. But and it's flying by rather quick. But you know what I'm saying? I'm enjoying each day. You know, going out, going out to eat more, and just you know taking in some walks, taking in some fresh air. I, I don't know what's going on. Like people cannot deny that global warming does exist because it's, oh, been, hell yeah. it's been 60 degrees out in the winter of February of all months. And hey, I don't want to complain because you know I'm able to go out, you know, saying without feeling like I'm freezing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's alarming to say the least. It is, man. It's about to be 80 degrees here in Atlanta in two yeah, days, bro. That is insane, bro. Like, like that is like we're not we are there? we are not living right. Yeah, or not. Like anybody, like please, please do do please take heed into the situations and the surroundings that that we have. This is not normal. 
10 years ago, I swear you would, you'd be, if I told you it was going to be 70 degrees 10 years ago, you would look at me like, Hey, like, I'm what? Saying. <laughs> so nonetheless, man, I, I just been enjoying my time, man. I just been enjoying February, bro. Uh, how, how you been, man? Likewise, brother. I have to say, I've really been uh, enjoying just my time as well. Um, I've been digging into just other pieces of media. I've been getting back on my tokusatsu train, bro. Listen, mm. listen, man. You know what I mean? Like it's been a little while since I've been digging into to Matoku, but I've been watching this year's Common Writer series, Common Writer Geats, man. Ooh. I'm all the way caught up to last week's episode. <laughs> After one week of watching this. Oh, shit. And uh, good God, man. I really, really enjoy it. Uh, it's a it's a, a battle survival series um, where you have different people who are chosen to be common writers, um, where they have to basically fight through a series of challenges. And um, after the third and final round, the winner of the the survival game the desire grand prix gets to become basically uh gets to have a wish granted and the world has rebuilt based on their wish and uh it it's interesting because most series that are like this it would be like okay we're gonna spend the whole show on one game until that one person gets their wish like no dude i've been watching this 22 episodes that i've seen so far and they've done three games so far <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's actually really cool in the pacing and how it's like introducing other characters through different versions of the game as they happen oh sweet yeah and and if you you know if you just love Kamen Rider action there's plenty of that. The cinematography is amazing. The suits look really dope. I mean, this would be a whole different podcast <laughs> if I was to really talk about how I feel about Camarada Geats. But uh, yeah, definitely check that out. And I'm about to start watching Don Brothers soon uh, because that's been the Super Sentai for the past year and it ends this Saturday. Yeah, I've been um, hearing about that a lot. Man. Bro. I might have to tap in. <laughs> everything I've seen about Don Brothers is like, this is the GOAT. Like, it's Ooh. it's the same creative team that made the Jetman series back in 91. And Jetman, to this day, is still one of the most popular Super Sentai series of all time. So the fact that they got the same, like, creator doing Don Brothers, I knew it would just be fire. I haven't watched very much of it yet, but it is looking like, Everybody I've seen talk about it knows what they're saying. I might have to tap in. That yeah. Yeah. Listen, I, y'all know I'm never going to stay y'all wrong when it comes to the tokusatsu. <laughs> and uh, I very much love my common writer and my Super Sentai. So if y'all looking look for, uh, for some new ones, if y'all haven't been peeping, Kamen Rider Geats and Avataro Sentai Dawn Brothers, that's, that's where you want to get in through. But I digress. <laughs> because this week... You know, throughout the show, we've been digging into not only the history of all the Saiyans, but we've been covering individual characters. Uh, of course, we've talked about our man's Son Goku, as well as Son Goten and Trunks. But we know there's Saiyans all over the place, right? Some that are more major to the story, some that have uh, a bigger presence, and then some that have only been around so many times or only will ever be around so many times that, you know, there, we would not be able to dedicate a whole episode to them, but there's enough of them to where we could dedicate a whole sayings to us. Man, listen, if we were to talk, <laughs> oh, yeah. man. oh man, shoot. Because there's definitely enough of them to where we could put Everybody in one episode. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Man, we could just dump them in one by one. It, so it'd be long, super long. That's in and we could, but at least for everybody that has a shorter story, uh, we can talk about all the sayings across the multiverse this week. So we'll be breaking down just some sayings that have a, a lesser presence in the story. Um, starting off with the Saiyans that were introduced to in the beginning of Dragon Ball Z with Raditz and Nappa. 
Uh, we'll also be moving on, on to other Saiyans that appeared in the movies, as well as Saiyans that are from other universes. So uh, go ahead, get something to drink, get something to eat, strap in as we discuss this week, the Saiyans across the multiverse. You see, we Saiyans are sort of like planet brokers. We scour space for planets that will bring a high price on the galactic market. Once we find them, we send our warriors there to purge them of any life and make them ready for sale. It's a very, very profitable business, and we take great pride in being efficient in our work. For example, if we discover a planet with strong inhabitants, we send a team of our adult fighters to wipe them out. But for planets full of weaklings like this one, one of our babies is generally sufficient to carry out the order. So my dog D, this is really interesting that we're able to talk about so many different people this week that I feel the first one we got to talk about is, you know, we've always known Goku along his entire journey. That technically that's the first Saiyan that we meet, but Goku was just the main character. He was just a monkey boy. You know what I'm yeah. saying? He was just the Sun Wukong stand in. Yeah, that's pretty much for the most part. <laughs> it wasn't until we got introduced to his brother Raditz in episode one of Dragon Ball Z uh, that we even realized that Goku's a member of uh, another race, uh, as, as you know, outside of him just being a monkey boy, right? Yeah. So. I want to talk about Raditz for a little bit, man. Tell me, dog, what, what was your first impressions of him just as a whole? Not even just like that first meeting at Kame House, but the entire battle, you know, the entire segment of him arriving on Earth and then, um, you know, getting murked by Gohan and Piccolo. Yeah. yeah, man, I thought it was cool for the most part. Like his design stood yeah. out because I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Got the tail wrapped around his armor, you know the scouter. Scouter for me, man, I was because <laughs> that was so unique to me, really. Because you're not like, okay, and you got a different anime that that dove into like the the hot the sci-fi aspect, you know what I'm saying? But I wasn't expecting the scouter in no Dragon Ball, that's for sure. So yeah. behold, at the time, the whole concept of reading somebody's strength that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. The, it, his design was perfect. I liked the be. I liked his little added, like his attitude, like the way how he, the way his presence per se, like it was really cool. I agree uh, with you. Yeah, because he's he's introduced looking like a wild man. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like he's got that long hair that goes all the way down to his ankles. You know, uh, he's got he's got the tail that's recognizable for for Saiyans. No, basically the one trait that we know that they all share at that point in time. Yeah. And with him just showing up like kind of roughhousing, it's like, oh, damn, okay, I, I get it. I, I see how Goku was a monkey boy because this is the person, that, you know what I mean? Like, this is the type of person he would be. Like, this just wild, strong man with a tail, you know? Yeah. Um. So his design really is representative of just our idea of what a Saiyan is. Once we're even introduced to the concept, at least in my mind. Yeah. I really thought it was just so, so cool how he, you know, he shows up and is like, yo, little brother, you've not been doing worth shit <laughs> on this planet. On, he came on a planet like, huh? Yeah. Why is everything still here? <laughs> like, right? What's going These on? These people are living in peace. That don't make no kind of sense. Like, what? Uh, did you have an assignment to do, brother? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right? And, and it, once we get to that point, it's there where, you know, it's like, listen, I, I clearly am not going to be able to get through to my younger brother. So I'm just going to kidnap his kid. And uh, <laughs> if he doesn't do what I say, yes, well... You know, like, well, I'll just raise his kid to be a Saiyan and we'll go across the galaxy with him. All right, we're going to have a little mascot, man. <laughs> At the very <laughs> least, I mean, it probably would have, in the in, in, from a short-sighted idea standpoint, it would have worked. Oh, hell yeah. You know, like, yeah, he, they would have had to, uh, 
get some Stockholm syndrome into Gohan or something like that. <laughs> but but you know what I'm saying? When it comes to like just like not knowing the kid yourself, like, yeah, that was a pretty smart idea. Like, hey, if I can't get my numbskull older brother, I'll definitely take his kid saying with me. Like, we'll just start from the beginning with him. Yeah, shit. You know what I'm saying? Kid got potential. He is he is half saying. So <laughs> why not? Unfortunately, our man's Mr. Raditz does not succeed with his mission and he winds up getting beaten but at that moment as his scouter is still recording a message gets sent to his team members Nappa and Vegeta as they're then uh, deciding to arrive at Earth because they find out that Earth has a set of Dragon Balls and uh, you know this is something where these wish orbs that they've been told about you know just through legend They've never had any sort of access to them. They never even considered going to Namek or nothing like that. So now that they're on their way to Earth, our our friends, you know what I'm saying? Like Goku's Goku's homies, they spend a year having to get as tough as they can while Goku also does in the afterlife before Nappa and Vegeta both arrive. Now, of course, we'll be talking about Vegeta later into this season, but let's get started with our man Nappa, man. I I got to say, you know, I was introduced to Dragon Ball Z at a young age. This is maybe I think I saw Dragon Ball Z for the first time in like 97, 98, yeah, right? Time for me. And around the same time, this, is, this has nothing to do with the Saiyans, but it's just, it goes into how I look at Nappa and goes into how I probably still respect the character to this day. At the same time, uh, there was a program I watched every Monday called world championship wrestling nitro <laughs> right and there was this guy on world championship wrestling nitro every week that looked just like napa his name was bill goldberg, bill goldberg. <laughs> <master> <laughs> motherfuckers oh, yeah. undefeated for at least a good two years time right oh, yeah. and this motherfucker bro like i'm telling you when i first saw napa appear with vegeta you couldn't have told me that Vegeta was going to be the main villain out of oh, this. Abso- oh, absolutely, bro. Because <laughs> I saw Nappa and was like, oh, this man's going to give these guys the spear and fuck everything. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to jackhammer Piccolo to the ground. <laughs> and, and, and he pretty much did. <laughs> he was giving them boys hell. So he was know. running rough shots, stomping a mud hole <laughs> in the Goku's <laughs> homeboys, bro. Yo, he did them dirty. I ain't gonna lie. Ten Shinhan, he got the beats. That's like I looked at that character differently. Right? I ain't like this lie. is a former world champion, world martial arts champion, bro. And he just got, like you said, the beats put on him, bro. My man Nappa put the paws on him so bad that the moment he even punched him, that's it, an arm gone, missing. Bro, his whole arm, that is crazy to me. Like, what is going on? Like, this man Nappa was not fucking around, much like Bill Goldberg did not fuck around. So I'm telling you, that first episode, I was like, oh, nah. These boys, mind you, you know, um, we're American, so we unfortunately had to start with Dragon Ball Z, right? Exactly. But I'm not introduced to none of these other characters that are fighting along. I just see that like one of them wears the same outfit as Goku. So clearly he must be on the same kind of level or at least trains next to that boy. But I saw him get killed by a little midget, a green midget just right before this. So I was like, yo, if the man in the Goku (laughs) uniform got killed first, these boys are fucked. It's over, bro. I ain't gonna lie, man. It was looking rather bleak. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. For a Shonen story, bro, it was still looking kind of bleak. Yeah, I, don't know, man. I don't know what they were going to do. I don't know what form of cooking Goku could have possibly done at the time in my head. I'm like, I don't know what he going to do, dude. <laughs> they, these guys, they're supposed to be friends. And they're getting smoked out there real bad. So uh, what's going on? What are we going to do here? <laughs> Now, it made sense that Gohan was able to put the paws on him for a little bit because, you know what I'm saying, that's the closest thing to him. He a little saying, right? But once, like, Gohan was no longer able to do anything and then my man Nappa was about to let out that blast, I was like, damn, the little kid gonna die too? Yo, yo, no prisoners, no mercy. (laughs) That's crazy. 
thankfully, you know, man, our man's Piccolo jumped in, took the blast for little Gohan, and, and that begins really his story of like being more true to himself, right? Yeah. But good God. Yeah. What a scene, man. Like this man Nappa came on and just was fucking everything up from the jump. My man did a mouth blast. <laughs> a mouth blast, bro. And we had only ever seen King Piccolo do such. And like that was that was kind of effective, but this right here was on a different level. It took somebody out, bro. It took Piccolo out. <laughs> That's kind of crazy. Ain't even gonna lie. That that's still one of my favorite techniques I've seen. Oh yeah, <laughs> like Nappa, like for the most part, even outside of the the actual series, like the the games, like his move sets to me, super good. I like that little giant storm shit. That that was so rad. Oh man, I ain't gonna lie, I was for for for. For PV, for PVE, man, for Xenoverse, man, that was my oh, move. I was hell saying, yeah. <laughs> I was hell saying, yeah. That was it, bro. I ain't going to lie. Nappa got it when it comes to movesets. Shouts out to my man, Nappa. And, that, and that's, what I, that's why I wanted to make the comparison. Because my man, Nappa, I feel like deserves a little bit more respect than we see him get. Yes, he did get tossed into the air by Vegeta and blown the fuck oh up. But that's because he got to get hit by K.O. Ken. You have to understand, yeah. my man's Goku, Son Goku, he had to learn a technique in the other life. You know what I'm saying? Like, like basically in the afterlife in order to stand a chance against Nappa. Exactly. Let's not, let's not sleep on that. Yeah, Goku sure. had to die in order to be on the same level as Nappa. Okay, yeah. so like, yeah, I get it. He died early on and, and, you know, there's not really no feats of strength that he does that are up to a level of the things that we find to be awesome later on in the show. But uh, for a dude who basically had the original raccoon, you know, what I'm saying build, give it to him. Good God, he really uh, he really did that early on, dude. Now, we go from some sayings that are introduced to us in the beginning that are major in the story to one that really only has so much effect. But he is the original, the prototype for what we would later have as Goku Black. And that's our man's Turles, who we talked about a, a short amount of time last season uh, as we discussed his mo- the movie that he appears in, Dragon Ball Z Movie 3. The tree of might, but tell me, D, what are your what were your thoughts on Turles the first time you ever uh, saw that movie? Evil Goku, <laughs> <laughs> evil Goku, no yeah, yeah. said, evil Goku. Like for the most part, I we all I think we all had a phase where we always wanted to see like how our how our main characters would be if they were possessed or evil, and Turles did it for me. Cause I always was curious, like the way how Goku's presented to us in the series. You know, if he didn't, if he didn't drop on his head, uh, that was supposed to be. He was supposed to be a savage, and Turtles filled that role perfectly. So I was, for the most part, I was really satisfied. <laughs> Honestly, and that's that's what I felt about it too. Is that this is a character that we basically are able to see. What if Goku had landed on Earth and never hit his head? Like you like you said, there's no other explanation for it. That's exactly who this man is. And to think that like, yo, Goku would have turned out to be a space pirate with his own crew. This would have been fire. I would have watched that show. I'm not gonna lie to you. I ain't even gonna lie, I would too, bro. I'm not gonna lie. That could it could work for as a spin-off. I, I love Turles, and I love Turles in the uh, Speedy Dub the most. Oh the Indonesian. Oh, he's the man, man. That's the that's the he's the antithesis of a Saiyan pirate to the core. I respect that. Would you like to join me in in my army in the space with the side of people? We can drink all the liquor. <laughs> like, bro, he's him, bro. He was him. For he real? Was- he was him. Hey, say little nephew. 
You know what I'm saying? I see you on Earth. You chilling with these little lanes and shit. How about you come with your big unk turtles? Bro, I'll get you drunk. We'll go out taking over shit, bro. Anything you want, that's yours. Yeah. Honestly, Turles did kind of. He, he put a good deal on the table for my man's Gohan. I'm not going to yeah. lie to you. Hey. Gohan just wasn't, he didn't have the conqueror in his heart. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't have that 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 kind of dog in him. He has the dog, but like it's not no bulldog. It's just more so. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, well, baby rock rolling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. He he. Gohan got the uh, Gohan got the dachshund in his heart. You feel me? Like just r- really small, really protective. Will fuck you up. That's that's what he got in his heart, man. <laughs> But my man Turles really wanted to bring that out. He wanted that to be uh, the main trait for my man Gohan. And while that was never going to happen, that was never going to be the uh, the outcome for him, Turles did have at least a couple of good ideas with that one. <laughs> and my, mind you, he honestly comes to the same conclusion that Raditz did. Yeah. Right. Because he knew that there was not going to be any sort of way that he was going to be able to bring Goku with him. Uh, but he was like, look, okay, this little Saiyan kid, that, that's another strong armor on the team. You know what I mean? We can, we can go out and get that done with him. So, he, yeah, not very much to his character, but at the very least, what they do portray of my man's Turles, I loved him. Much like you did. Yeah, evil Goku. Not much to say beyond that, but the feats that we see him uh, commit, especially once he takes a bite of that fruit of the tree of might, oh man, was out there running rough shot, bro. Yeah, he, exactly. He was the second coming to Napa for a little bit. Matter <laughs> of fact, bro, for a fact. And for the most part, I, I, I like him in uh, Super Dragon Ball Heroes as well. So that, Oh, yo, yo, let, let's be real. They've really given my man's Turles a lot of shine in Hell Super yeah. Dragon Ball Heroes, uh, especially down to the fact that he has like an evil Saiyan form. Like yeah, that, that's so raw. That's so raw. <laughs> like, bro, that whole series is raw. I forgot a lot, bro. It's kind of raw. You know what? We might have to talk about that on here at some point. Where oh, it's sure. like, look, I want to. I want to be real with y'all. I want to. I'm not going to get too much on the tangent, but I want to tell y'all right now. A lot of y'all are wrong about Super Dragon Ball Heroes. <laughs> oh, exactly. <laughs> I get it. Like y'all, it's like, hey, it's a new anime with Dragon Ball characters, but. It's a promotional anime for a card game, bro. Yep, like, if yep, you just yep. accept it for what it is, it's actually really fun. <laughs> it's really fun, bro. It's for the most part, it's fan service that does not affect the main storyline. Enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, right. Because you was not gonna see this any other way. You're not seeing no Super Saiyan three Raditz and your in your main story. So be happy that you seen my man with the whole with the like, bro. It's fun, bro. It's dumb fun. I, it I'm really not I, like. Here we are. We're talking about Dragon Ball. We damn near encyclopedia of Dragon Ball, and we still enjoy other things that may not seem almost not a little bit purist. It's not a purist. Yeah, like oh, you don't have to be. Pay attention to how much not non quotation marks canon stuff that D and I love because that that's that's where the real fun is to be had. Honestly, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. That's for the most part. I enjoy a lot of the uh, the things that most. So, so I'm not gonna give that a chance. Like, bro, for the most part, you know, it's a lot of dumb fun. And for the people who who are longing and clinging for Dragon Ball Super on television again, you know, you can just have your little side off spin off over there and get the same action that you're clinging for. Because for the time that. being, that's really what it looks like we're gonna have for a while. Yeah. But. I digress as there is really another character that, you know, you bring up Super Dragon Ball Heroes and there's another character in Super Dragon Ball Heroes that I feel like they treat better than the movies he was in ever did. Uh, And he's way more exciting to see in Super Dragon Ball Heroes than he ever was in his own movie. And that is Broly from Dragon Ball Z. Absolutely. Uh, Specifically Dragon Ball Z, Broly. Of course, you know... Everybody knows his story. Yeah. As a baby, he was born the same day as Goku. 
he was crying like a little bitch uh, because Goku was crying and he he got mad at that and decided to hang on to that grudge for the rest of his life. For the rest of his life, like a loser. What a and that was his entire defining feature as a person yeah like oh kakarot like bro get a therapist dude i don't know what they got in space <laughs> but like damn like what are you doing that's a long that's a long long damn blooded feud for you to have like from your day of birth like you you're just traumatized at crying like get a life man you never like bro before. you were also a baby dog like, <laughs> like bro relax. you never cried before i'm sorry yeah. that you were, i'm sorry that you were born with that dog in you you know that that stupid dog and like bro you're you ain't nothing again the movies we've we spoke about broly there's not enough I, there's so much i could say about how much i can't stand the character but again He's an idiot. That's all I could sum it up. Like he's, yeah. a, he, he's he's not exciting. What does he, he do? Not shit. What does but he do? He just, you know what I'm saying? He does I not will play. say, at the very least, him being around, much like with Turles in when it comes to uh, extended content, has been really cool for Dragon Ball Heroes and things like that, right? Because anytime we need uh, a super boss character to rely on for that for a new story. They gonna bring back Broly, and they gonna bring back Broly with a new form, bro. Like yeah. this man has gone Super Saiyan three, Super Saiyan four, gone Great Ape, Super Saiyan, uh, like so many different the the, the damn time mask on him, all of that, man. No matter what sort of combination of power ups they they made him Majin. Everything that you could possibly imagine for Broly has happened in Super Dragon Ball Heroes. And I will say, at least when it comes to him as a character existing for these sorts of uh, um, moments to happen in extended content, I'm happy for his existence there. Yeah. If it's not done by Koyama, it's really good. Yes. I'm so sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. Like it's it might be Koyama. It might not be. Maybe I'm giving too much problems on Broly, the character. I, maybe this is a revelation. It might just be Koyama. Because <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I can tolerate Broly in Super Dragon Ball Heroes. I can't tolerate him in the movies. So I'm assuming. This is a, a subslide dub slide exclusive, y'all. Which I don't realize is D and I are low-key having therapy right now. Oh, and my man D was able to come to a conclusion. He was able to have a breakthrough. The problem is not with Broly. It's with Takao Koyama. Like, it's him. He stinks. I'm, I'm sorry. He just stinks. Like, when he's up in his own ass a little bit too much, you know, he makes garbage. And again, they took your character, your beloved toy, and they made it better. Again, they and to the point they took your original design and still made it better than you. How do you feel, brother? How do you feel about that? Koyama, I know you're just sitting there just pissed off. No job, no nothing. You're just sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> you're sitting I know there. you're sitting there at the house you're off just, that retirement pension money, you know, pissed just, off you just on pissed Twitter, off. answering niggas' fan questions and shit. Yeah, and you and you can't do nothing about it, bro. You you just you're tight. You're tight at the fact that you can't write a good, compelling villain. I'm sorry, brother. The, Broly in Super Dragon Ball Heroes is confirmed better than Broly in in those little whatever you want to call them. You can't call them a movie. It's more so like a. You know what? I'll I'll give you the credit. It's a movie. <laughs> it's a movie. It's it's something. All right. So, but he's yeah. right though, man. Like it's like, yo, there's nothing, there's nothing that Takao Koyama's version of Broly brought to the table that's greater than any of what we have seen him do in Super Dragon Ball Heroes. And mind you, I, you know, I don't think we even plan to discuss Super Dragon Ball Heroes <laughs> at all today. But it's important to mention these versions of these characters in this sort of supplementary content because there's some really cool stuff happening that you'll never ever see them do yeah. right i mean one man super saiyan 4 broly i'm sorry full power super full saiyan 4 broly saiyan fought four. against two vegetos at the same damn time yeah. he fought against zeno vegeto and a super saiyan blue vegeto like exactly my man is is it 
<laughs> and all these other pieces of content. But yeah. like you said, yeah, in the movie he's introduced to us in, thank God he was introduced to us there. And, and that's about all I can I have good to say uh, yeah. for his original <laughs> introduction there. Broly is With, the character of all time. <laughs> yes, the character of yeah. all time. Now, of course, with Broly comes Paragus, his his pups. I will say, when it comes to the original movie, I enjoyed Paragus's character more than I enjoyed Broly's, just because like a, yeah. a scheming ass like saying that's like, "Hey, yo, yeah, like I'm a I'm a play to Vegeta's like sense of pride to get him to do what I want." Then I gotta get rid of my fucking shithead for a son. Yeah. <laughs> Cause this motherfucker's just gonna destroy everything. So I gotta get rid of all of them at the same time. I admire the plan. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, it's it's yeah, for the most part, out of the two in the movies, yeah, part is like he's the better character. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I respect I, re, I respect that conniving thing. And to make a fool out of Vegeta, for me, it brings me great joy. Without yes. making Without without <laughs> making Vegeta out of character, it it brings me great joy to 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 play a fool on his 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 you know his sense of pride. It, it works Be, because that's, it, that's exactly all he had to do was just be like, "Hey, yo, uh, don't you want to be the leader of like a group that recognizes you as the king of the Saiyans?" <laughs> and Vegeta heard that and was like, "I'm with it. I'm here." <laughs> It's my time. It's about time. <laughs> but I mean, and this is a conversation for another day, but that just goes to show you how much Tokao Koyama does not get Vegeta. But uh, <laughs> true enough, like just the fact that he was able to play on that, um, that made Paragus a, a pretty good strategist um, for the movie that he appeared in with, uh, you know, Broly the Legendary Super Saiyan. Of course, he doesn't like appear at all in the second coming, but like there's the flashback of, uh, him being saved by Broly, which is like, that just goes to show you, of course, Broly would not have ever survived early on without Paragus's raising. And but, but, bro, but the funny part, you know what the funny part is? What's that? He did appear in Fusion Reborn. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. He did. <laughs> Broly ain't nowhere to be found. But when you see that group of people flying up with freezes, like getting everybody from hell, yes, Paragus does show up for like all of a half second. Yo, conspiracy D here, but maybe just maybe, uh, Future of Born. The idea was probably another Broly movie, and they were probably just pissed off at the movie just being completely garbage and so bad. It's completely erased him from the existence. Cause that's funny. Why is the father of the main villain of the, the past three movies in the movie? But uh Mr. Broly, Senior Broly, he's not there. So You know uh, what? You're making really great points because yes, as we've seen, movie eleven ends with Goku getting a message. Uh Broly's escaped from hell. Yeah. What's movie twelve about? Villains escaping from hell. Exactly. I'm pretty sure at one point in time, yeah, there was not no Janemba in the plans. It was just Broly again. Okay. <laughs> and this time, Vegeta and Goku would have had to fuse to beat him. Which I'm not gonna lie. Uh, it's Look at Budokai three. The movie we just got. So yo, know, it's, like, it's 2018. And yes, Budokai three exactly. Oh my god, this is this episode is therapy and revel. Oh my god. Budokai wow. 3 told us that that was what oh movie 12 was gonna be about. I said, wow. Oh my god, this is such a this is this is this is this is everything, man. This is spiritual. Yeah. Yeah. Damn Koyama, you stink, bro. You, you suck, bro. <laughs> you know, how you how you get dumb, how you get reprimanded by Toei of all people? Do you see what they allow? <laughs> My and God. it's like, bro, like you had one good idea one time and you second guessed yourself. <laughs> oh you God. son of a bitch. Yo, damn, man. <laughs> I, I know I don't like to kick a man when he down, but for Koyama, I will. Two kicks. Shoot. Listen, I'm saying like it doesn't make any sense as to how that played out, but it makes more sense for the story to have gone a different sort of way yeah. <laughs> than how it went. 
Yeah. Now, going from some sayings that, you know, we were just introduced to in a movie to one we were introduced to in a special a few years later, but still has some relevance in the story. Our man Vegeta's younger brother, Tarble. Now, Tarble, I've always been introduced in this character. Uh, I'm sorry. Hang on. Let me let me run that back. No problem. Now, Tarble, I've always been interested in this character because, first off, the idea of Vegeta having a younger Saiyan is just cool as fuck. That's cool and funny as hell. It is because it's like, bro, like, where were you? Yeah, exactly. Like that whole, like it's it's so cool. It's hilarious, bro. Because where have you been? Really, just chilling. His whole prep, like his whole presentation, the way how he's introduced is just hilarious. So shout out to Tarble. Tarble with his little alien wife. Great shit, man. Like my man Tarble is just like a well the most well-adjusted ver- uh member of the Vegeta family. Yet still just someone we never see ever. Like we he of course is introduced in Yo Son Goku and his friends, uh that OVA that came out in 2010. But outside of that, man, like we've never seen him again. <laughs> Even to a point where during Battle of Gods. Like Bulma's like, yo, Vegeta, what's your little brother? Why don't we have him for the six one here? And Vegeta's like, I don't know where that motherfucker is. I don't know where he is. I'm not not about to waste my uh, a Dragon Ball wish to find this guy. Like, like for the most part, Vegeta treats that man like a step, like a stepchild. Like I don't care about this kid. So again, it was hilarious seeing him there. Very, you know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of like young Gohan in this sense. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It is to to have that same sort of like character within Vegeta's family, right? Um, of course, v- Tarbol doesn't play a very major role at all. Um, he does just show up in the Return of Son Goku and his friends, where he's fighting against like these two other members of Frieza's force, Abo and Kado, right? That's really all he's there for. <laughs> but it is just interesting to think about because, like, they've brought up Tarble enough minor times to where he's clearly thought of in the story. Even in Dragon Ball Super Broly, Nappa asks um, Vegeta, like, hey, didn't you have a little brother? And Vegeta just says, I don't care what happened to him. I don't care what happened to him. You know what? Tarble may be, may be an inspiration for a certain character. <laughs> Not you know what? <laughs> I am fairly certain uh, that Tarble is the inspiration for another character that we're going to get to. But before we get into him, I want to go right back to another couple of characters that we just talked about. Because while we do have Broly and Paragus within Dragon Ball Z, we also have them in Dragon Ball Super. What are your thoughts on these versions? Way better. Way better. Ooh. Actual good characters now. Whoopty, whoopty. Sorry, Koyama stinks. <laughs> like, bro, how did they manage years later to perfect what what was what was spoiled goods for the most part? These were these were tainted goods. These two characters were tainted goods. Like I, I don't I don't get it. It goes back to what I was saying before, Koyama stink. But yeah. man, I enjoyed I I said it so many times. Super Broly is so good to the point where I want to see more appearances of him in the main story. Like, You're right, man. Wait, Paragus, I... <laughs> Listen, I'm not going to lie. I prefer DBZ Paragus over yeah. DB Super I can give you that. Because yeah. DBZ Paragus, had, like, he was scheming. He, he had some more purpose to him. He wasn't... I mean, let's be real, dude. Dragon Ball Super Paragus kind of a pussy, bro. Yeah, <laughs> He's like, all right, King Vegeta, uh, I'm just going to go after my son. Uh, I want revenge on you. Yeah, He like, never is able to get it. And in the moment Frieza's people find him, he's like, oh, yeah, thanks for freeing us. We'll do whatever you want. He's just a bad, he's just a bad, a super bad father in DBS. Yeah, so that's that's pretty much it. No likable know. qualities. Yeah. He had been basically torturing Broly to keep him under his control 
over time. And yeah, like super Paragus, while he is a more fleshed out character, is just trash as yeah, a person. We don't, we don't really care that much about him as a person. And I, I kind of got great joy out of Frieza killing him because it brought a cool moment and a funny moment at the same Yes. Time. So, <laughs> <laughs> Broly, your dad, like he's, he's dead. He's dead. Like, yeah. So for the most part, he serves his purpose well in dying to bring out the strength out of Broly. So I guess that rocks, but I prefer his DBZ version. Like that's just that's just easy. That's easier said than done. Like, Agreed, man. And, and even with Broly himself, right? Like it's just so much. There's so much more to like about his character. While yes, of course, you know, supplementary content is always going to rely on Dragon Ball Z Broly as like that sort of boss character that they use for you know Dragon Ball heroes and things like that. Dragon Ball Super Broly is an interesting character in the sense that it's like, yo, like he's a what if of a Dragon Ball Z character that we got and just fleshed out even further. Yeah. You know, he winds up being a gentle hearted saying just like Goku. He winds up being someone who, you know, he's just super strong and he can wild out, but he's misunderstood. Yeah. For the most part, it's, I, I, I really, here's the thing. With DBZ Broly, I can understand his placement in later, like later, like, you know, in different parts of media because for the most part, in a, a character like that, you know, big, bulky, strong, like that, that that works as a villain really a, a lot. But you mm-hmm. can't really do much more with that kind of character. With this, you got some potential, man. You could actually slot him in in a main character role. So... Not only was he the better character, he's just he's just altogether great for the story. <laughs> exactly. So much to the fact that we're seeing him still brought up in Dragon Ball Super Superhero. And it's something where you, we know this is somebody who's going to be sticking around in the story for quite some time. Hell yeah. Thankfully. It's... <laughs> such a joy to see a version of Broly that's like, hey, not only are you a more interesting character to see, but you're also someone who adds to the story by being given a different characteristic. You know, I I can't wait to see what they do with Broly in the future, honestly. Hell yeah. Now, we go from all these other Saiyans that we've been introduced to Universe 7, but we also have a different type of Saiyan in the series. And we have a group of Saiyans in a separate universe, Universe 6, which is basically the counterpart to Universe 7. And in Universe 6, their Saiyans, while they have the same sort of traits with you know having darker hair, uh, being able to turn Super Saiyan, things like that, They're a completely different race from the Saiyans that we know, right? Like, these are folks that, first off, they never even had to leave planet (laughs) Sadala. Yeah. They have actual, you know, you know, they they were actually well-rounded enough to the point where they're actually still living and they're not endangered species. (laughs) So that, that, that just goes to show you things are a little bit more peaceful and sensible over there. And the reason why is because they're they're more heroes of justice than just a savage warrior race, which I mean, it's pretty dope when you really think about it. Right. Like it's like, hey, yo, like, what if the Saiyans had realized that there was better for them? Yeah. What I'm here to tell you, how about being good? would actually do better for you as opposed to doing bad <laughs> and writing pure demise for your for you. You know what I'm saying? The good does not it, die it, young in universe six. And it's really great that they have that sort of ability to realize like, hey, uh this sort of like warring sort of sense isn't right for us because that allowed them to evolve as an entire race to be able to no longer even need tails. They don't require them to be able to reach their full strength. I mean, they're not even born with them, which means that they don't have that problem of having to transform into giant apes, which 
again goes right into the sort of people that they are because the original Saiyans that were introduced to you, the entire reason they even have that giant ape form is so that way they can conquer planets yeah. and subdue other races to their will. These Saiyans don't even live for that. Yeah. And because of that, they don't even need that ability, which I think, honestly, is really indicative of how much they have been able to grow past the original Saiyans that were introduced to. And because of that, they have way more potential as an entire race. Uh, because, you know, the Saiyan race in Universe 7 is cut down to like five or six people at this point. Yeah, it's just like a, it's like a little... Uh, fan club at this point <laughs> yeah ain't, ain't nothing going on there <laughs> very much so man um the the universe Saiyans, i gotta say i'm a really big fan of just the idea of not only them being a race that was able to preserve themselves but they the way that they even access power is a more peaceful way like they basically have to focus on it yeah you know just they just have to meditate on it tingly feeling in your back which is like crazy to me but it's it's interesting really i do like and it. it's wild because that makes reaching super saiyan that much easier for universe six saiyans yeah um as a matter of fact the only ever uh, the only saiyan we've ever seen from universe six that's been pushed to a point where he had to tra transform was kaba himself where he was pushed to transforming just from the anger of Vegeta threatening to destroy planet Sadala. And I feel like that's less anger, but more so pride in the sense that he's like, yo, I'm a hero. I would protect this yeah. planet. You know, um, I would be able to rely on the strength that I need to, to fight them. If you pushed me yeah. in that corner, I'm a superhero, literally. <laughs> It rules. I like. I I do. I really like Kaba, man. I really want to see my man's in the manga real soon. I ain't gonna lie, miss my guy. Honestly, my man Kaba. Let's talk about him a little bit. You know what I mean? Because of course, it's obvious he is entirely based on Tarbul. Yeah. Right. But and <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That that, that is. That is Kaba's entire character is he's me for real. <laughs> because he could not be more like Tarbal in the sense of like that's who Vegeta would want his little brother to be. Yeah. It, it's just right? basically Vegeta stepping up as an actual brother this time because he has someone that he like he's around. Like Tarbal's not around. Vegeta don't know where the hell he is, so he can't reconcile and be that brother he's supposed to be. Like Vegeta now he has someone in Kaba who's young and you can actually make it something to make an actual difference in someone's life, especially yeah Sam. man. So much of the fact that where you know he even decides that his reason for fighting later in the Universal Tournament after Universe Six did get wiped out was that he was like no I gotta bring back my little homie and his partners you know what I'm saying like you know, it's cool that whole Vegeta Kaba it really reminds me of Piccolo and Gohan. Lot. yes like it's so cool i like that man that whole sensei yeah. like that sensei ish style for vegeta really works out and kaba's like the perfect man like you're like man they they hit gold with that <laughs> i ain't gonna lie they, hit they really did kaba is a great character i personally really really enjoy uh everything that he brings is like the sort of not not even like younger sibling, but like student character. Yeah, very for it, for Vegeta, you know. Really. And he's really cool. No, what were you gonna say, guy? No, I was gonna say, man, just as far as like his his approach, like just him as a character, just not even just the hero, like him, like it's cool for the most part. He just reminds me of something. Pure, like he is pure heart. He is a pure hearted saying. And for the most part, that kind of saying is a little bit more interesting to me than, you know, like the roughneck saying, you know what I'm saying? The the saying that we're usually used to. So it, he he's he's a perfect balance. Way, 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 super, super good balance 
for for our in terms of sayings that we got? I think they really need to go back to our universe six counterparts because not only do we have a really great character in Kaba, we've also got Kale and Khalifa as a duo. Yeah. Man, they are hell. <laughs> they are. They they got. They are some pressure, man. That I've never seen. First of all, shout out to them for making female characters actually really tough. Like seeing a female character being given, you know, our main character some like real hell. That is dope to me. <laughs> That's way dope. That, that man, it's so awesome that not only. Are they able to be like powerful characters? They also are treated in a sense of like, hey, these could be next up. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Like, and really, that's really great for the most part. Like, it's it's a little bit different. Like the Kaba compared to those two, more so Kaba is like, yeah, you're you're him. You're the one that's gonna protect this planet. For them, mm-hmm. those are just as far as warriors. They're more so warriors than they are heroes. So I can I, yeah I, I like the little the difference especially with uh, Khalifa like she 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 got it I that and I know Go man that fight Goku and Khalifa had before even before they did the whole Khalifa and Kale fusion like it was really good I like the interaction with them super good I really love how whenever we're just like introduced to Kale and Khalifa it's very much on some like yo. These they are very, very powerful because they're just able to go Super Saiyan like pretty much immediately. Yeah. Kale so much to the fact that we even realize that damn, she's female Broly. She's a legendary Saiyan herself yeah. and could just reach into that power immediately. It was frightening seeing her. <laughs> it was frightening. I was like, oh no. Wait a minute. She's Broly. <laughs> yeah, she's Broly. Holy moly, she's Broly. But and not only is she Broly, like she doesn't have the immediate sort of like, like yeah, like she's attached to Khalifa, and she's like, yo, like if you mess with Khalifa, you're gonna mess with me. But there's no like, oh, I have this trigger that's gonna make me just go insane. Like you know, like it's it it takes her a little while to get there. Which is interesting for her character because then it's like, oh, what is it going to take to push her? Yeah, she, she's protective and rather jealous for like, it's 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 wholesome in a sense, as opposed to like how Broly was more so. It's like, it's just, it's pure stupidity. That's yeah. like, that drives him powerful. As, yeah. So for the most part, she's really good. <laughs> she's good. And the fusion works for them as well. So now we have a set of Saiyans from a different universe that actually don't mind fusing as opposed to like, because, <laughs> like, you know, Goku and Vegeta, that ain't it. That ain't their style. That's like, that's on an emergency basis only. And Goten and Trunks, you know, we they ain't doing that fusion crap no more. And if they are, they're failing. doing so. Yeah. Because, <laughs> good God, is Kefla so powerful, oh man. God. It, it, it was a great fight. With the whole all changed and Goku as well, so that's rad. The fact that she was able to even push them that far, like, man, so dope. They need to bring them back. I'm sorry, we want to see Planet Sadal, and like, we want detail. So let's give us a Planet Sadala arc, man. A movie, something, bro. Like, I need to see. I need to see my Universe 6 homies pop back in for something, man. Is something serious? Yeah, like, let it be, like, a, a big threat to that to that planet or so. You know what I'm saying? Do something. Don't introduce us to dope characters and just, just keep them far away from us. Like, that just makes no sense. And I know Toriyama has that, 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 that big flaw in him as Ryder where he like he likes introducing cool stuff and then he's like uh that's it hey <laughs> I'm I'm not touching it no more so please and tell me I'm gonna be real with you you know the the way that these Saiyans are introduced they have their own version of Saiyan pride that I just love it is really what we're 
what we're taught to say in Pride is now is basically the universe six way, let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, but um, <laughs> I dig just the entire like, hey, I have pride in protecting what I love and care for. And that's enough to make me stronger. Like, yeah, it, I dig it, that shit. It's basically like Goku, the way how he first turned Super Saiyan. It's that, yes. that sense. And it's, I like that more so than it's just full. Of, like the way how Vegeta's pride earlier in this series i i i prefer goku's sense of saying pride the way how they're pushing it now as opposed to oh it's yo we never well we always get strong and that's just in the ever no like no i i love it i love it it's now it's all it's it's a different sense everyone has their own different sense of saying pride it rocks Fine. it does and what the university saiyans bring to it has has really evolved what we view as Saiyan Pride. And I'm, I'm really glad that they play such a huge part yeah, bro, in the series now. They changed the way how we look at Saiyans, really. So, <laughs> I love that for the most part. Because we needed a little bit more change. Shit. These one-dimensional-ass, uh, warrior strength is all that matters. Might is strength, and we don't need that. <laughs> we, yeah, we, we could use a little bit more <laughs> than yeah. just that. And I'm very glad that these Universe 6 Saiyans, hell, all the new Saiyans that we're really introduced to these days. Hell uh, yeah. I, I, I really enjoy what they brought to us. And I'm looking forward to us maybe getting introduced to more Saiyans along the way, right? Like, you never know what they could do with the story. Um, hell, even the characters that we talked about last week, Goten and Trunks, are are treated so much better than they used to back in the day. Yeah, it's like it's like they now realize that the the characters that they put more focused on, and they see like they now they can actually fledge them out. It's like who would have thought you could actually fledge out characters that you introduce us? <laughs> yeah, develop it means something now. So I love that. It does. And it's just it's just going to get better over time, really. Hell yeah. Now, with all that said, man, this has been a really great dive into these other Saiyans that we have. Like I said, across the entire multiverse, we've always we're always going to have Saiyans that are going to be introduced to the story. Of course, you know, you got characters like Cumber and Super Dragon Ball Heroes that maybe we didn't talk about so much. Mm -hmm. Um, and other Saiyans that will appear in supplementary content. But just know this, right? As long as Dragon Ball's around, there's going to be new fighters that we're introduced to. And I'm going to be honest, 60% of the time, they're going to be a Saiyan. <laughs> oh, without a doubt. Like, what? Hey, no, like, you think we gonna stop this saying this saying train hype anytime soon? No, they saying equal dollar sign, shoot. But truth be told, with all of it, they're always going to bring more to the story than maybe other new characters outside of just being a villain, because the Saiyans will have some sort of depth to what they're adding. As opposed to it just being like, hey, I'm a wizard. Hey, I'm a guy that yeah. wished to be the strongest in the universe. Or whatever, right? Like, <laughs> no it's just, shade. No shade. <laughs> no shade. No shade. I love those characters. I but let's just point. be honest. That's who's going to bring more to the story. So you can always expect us to uncover everything that they're able to bring from an obvious standpoint. And even from those things that may not be so obvious. With that all said, man, D, I'm really glad to have been able to cover all of these Saiyans across the multiverse with you this week. Y'all tune back in next week with us as we get started on discussing the prodigy himself, Son Gohan. Ooh, it's going to be really fun, I tell you that. It's going to be so, so fun. We cannot wait to dig into his life and just bring out some of the lesser known facts about what makes Sun Gohan who he is yes. while also just talking about, you know, what we feel about that character over time, because he has been the most uniquely presented saying out of all of them mm -hmm. in the entire story as 
He's always been brought to us in different ways. So we want to break down his effect on the story each time he's played a different role on it to see once and for all, what's the best version of Gohan? Yeah. Might be a little bit controversial too, man. <laughs> we all we all have our different views on Gohan. We do. <laughs> we do. He's, I think, honestly, he may be the most controversial character in the series. And I really cannot wait to get deeper into his life because we're going to be able to reveal that maybe his biggest moments aren't his best moments. Yeah. <laughs> but with all that being said, my man, D, really glad to have been able to go all over this with you. Yes. Y'all don't forget. It always remains true every week, week in, week out. Subs lie, dubs lie. Myself, D, we don't. We can don't, man. We've been doing this. We've been telling you this. Always been. Don't keep with it, my boy. Y'all be easy, man. Till next time. Peace.